overthink my life. Hola, borrachos y borrachas. Welcome to another episode of Borrachics Radio. ¿Cómo están? Um, I'm super excited to be back from vacation. Um, I'm not going into detail about that because I will talk about it next week. So whatever happened in Cancun is going to stay under wraps until next week. So. Um, so before we get into our guest, there are a few things I do want to mention. You already know I have two codes that I love to share with you all. The first one is for Lyft, which is a taxi service for whenever you need to get home from the bar, from the club, wherever you wherever you're trying to get to. If you want some money off, use the code BORRACHEX. It's spelled B-O-R-R-A-C-H-X. So please be responsible. The next code I do want to share with you all is called, it's by Cocktails by Spence. It is a do-at-home uh, cocktail subscription box. So you kind of can make your own cocktails. They give you a recipe and they give you some of the tools to create that cocktail. So you can use the code LAV15 for 15% off. So please go ahead and check those out. And then the last thing I want to ask from you guys is please, if you are using the iTunes app, the iTunes podcast app, please rate, review, and subscribe it. It's going to help me a lot. I'm going to know what you guys are into, what you guys love about the podcast. And that's one way that you guys can kind of let me know what you guys think of each episode. And if you are on SoundCloud, you can totally comment on the, on the app. That's super easy. So... Oh, God, I need a burp. So our guest is my friend, Saide. She is someone I met in college. She is my, my go-to graphic designer. She created Lipstick and Vodka's logo and Borrachek's radio logo. So thank you, Saide. And then also, yeah, big secret, guys. She's dating my editor. <laughs> That's how I met him, but yay. No, so... The reason I brought her on here is because we both have a very similar story and I've always wanted, I've shared it with you all before, but I've never gone so in depth with it. So I would love to go in depth with it. And she's the best, the perfect person to talk about it with. So I'm going to stop rambling and we're going to talk. <laughs> okay. So let's bring on Saiden. <laughs> Okay, guys, so Saide is here. Say hi, Saide. Hello. <laughs> the reason I brought her on, like I said, we have a similar story, and that story is I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, and I didn't know about, I didn't realize it until I was already out of the relationship. And I know Saide has something kind of kind of in the same, she was in the same situation as I, as I was. I'm going to turn off my air because... Making weird noises. Okay, so she was in the same uh, situation as I was. And I just want to, I guess, talk to you guys about it, make you realize that just because you are not, like, he's not hitting you doesn't mean you're not being abused. Let's get that out there. Like, just because he doesn't put his hands on you doesn't mean you're not being abused. And I didn't realize that until. I found this journal that I would write I would write in every single day because I was going to give it to him at the end of our two-year anniversary. Or no, it was like, it was our two-year anniversary because we had broken up because he got mad that I wore something. We're going to get into that later, right? So it was our two-year anniversary and I would write in every single day. And when I was reading this and I realized how 
like how how it affected me mentally you could hear you could like see like reading that you could just envision how weak i was mentally because i was letting him take over my like take over what how do i explain it it is such a hard like thing to understand like wrap your head around like he kind of brainwashed me throughout all those four years for me to realize like for me to i can't even talk this is such a weird situation i'm so sorry everybody I'm going to just let Saida tell her story because I feel like it's still so difficult for me to talk about. So go ahead, Saida. Okay, so my um, abusive relationship started about maybe five months after I graduated high school. Um, I don't want to say I was in a low place, but I had just found out I couldn't go to my dream school. I had just found out that um, I wasn't going to be able to move out and just a lot of plans kind of switched around. I ended up coming to school in Edinburgh, which was something I, I had not planned. You know, I had everything set up for, you know, Lubbock and I had everything set up there. So I was kind of in a very um, just sad moment for mm-hmm. myself situation. And uh, when I met this individual, it, it was almost like, he was reassuring me of things that I was doing right. So at, at that point in my life, I thought like everything was wrong. Everything that was going on is wrong. I'm not supposed to be going to this school. I'm not supposed to have this job. I'm supposed to have so much, so many different things. And then suddenly, you know, somebody comes around and kind of reassures you like, hey, it's okay to go to school close to home. It's okay to have a smaller job that you weren't planning to have. And mm-hmm. um, so it, he kind of tapped into that. Um, I guess low moment of my self-esteem that I was in mm-hmm. and initially you know it just starts like any other person you meet you know like with interest in you it's kind of like oh you're you're really cool you're very outgoing I love that I love that you're always going out mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest things like I'm always my mom always tells me this siempre ando en la calle mm-hmm. I, and she's always like siempre andas en la calle you're always out and about and I am and he kind of made it a point where like, he's like, I love that about you. I love how you're very like, you love to style yourself. You love mm-hmm. fashion. You're always like very outgoing. Mm-hmm. He was always emphasizing that he loved that about me. And so we started dating. Um, maybe a month in, I guess you can say, is when things started getting kind of iffy. Um he started talking about his past and how he was just in very hurtful situations when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know what? Like we've been there, you know, I grew up struggling in my family. My mom, I got, had a lot of love for my grandmother and for my mom, but you know, it was still hard seeing them, you know, have to work so hard to give us a living. So whenever he would talk to me about how hard he had it, it was almost like I empathize, empathize, like, I had a lot of empathy towards him for that. And I don't know. He kind of just started reassuring that. We had an argument maybe a month, a month and How a half. How long were into. you with him? I was actually with him for two years. Two years and, like, so you, two months. Did, yeah. Okay, so did you realize, like, like the things that you're saying, like, oh, it wasn't until, like, a month in. Did, did you realize it once you were already out or like during the situation you were kind of thinking like, well, this is weird or this is off or. No, you know, now looking back, I can 
offer the advice of these are the warning signs, yeah. I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Because like back then I was just like, well, he's just a hurt individual. Mm-hmm. I can help him. I have always been so naive and like, you know, everything that your family tells you or your best friend tells you or your grandmother tells you, like, don't be naive. Not everybody has good intentions now resonates in my head because back then I was like, oh, this person's hurting. I can help. Mm -hmm. I can fix them almost, you know, like this mentality of like, I can be that person who helps them out of this. And, you know, at the end of the day, just because you've been a victim of life, just because you've gone through really hard things or traumatizing things, that doesn't give you the right to hurt someone else. Yeah. I think that that is the biggest thing that you can get out of it. You see, and I feel like the guy that I dated wasn't like, it wasn't because he went through so much. I honestly feel like he just manipulated people. It was just something that was like in him because like, the things that I like look back and I see, I see and like I think about, like I remember they were just so, they were just so ugly things that nobody else would actually do that. Does that make sense? I feel mm-hmm. like I can't even like talk, I can't even put my words together. But like, okay, so the way mine started, I dated him. I started dating him when I was fifteen. I was still in high school, and I had, like you said, it was like at the perfect. Like they, they, they come they like right at the right it, moment. Yeah. yeah they like, know when it gets. Yeah. Because yeah. I was, I had recently just been like, uh, cheated on like whatever cheating was at 15. Right. Like taking someone out to the movies. That was it. So I had just been cheated on and I was like, I had my low self-esteem because I was like, well, my, the person that I was with for two years, I was with this kid for two years, left me for someone else. I'm ugly. I'm not, I'm not fun I'm not nice or like these things were going in through my head and I met him I'm gonna name him I'm gonna name him not his real name but I'm gonna name him something like art (laughs) that's the name I came up with mine will be Bob okay so like (laughs) art and I we were like he started telling me he's like you're so pretty and you're so smart and like it just everything I wanted to hear because like don't ever like you can tell me I'm beautiful and that's perfectly fine but once you start telling me you're so smart you're so like you have so much ambition like oh my god like my heart is Swoon. like yeah exactly Swoon, exactly yeah. so that's like how he kind of came into my life my cousin introduced me to him and and it was it was fine like we were friends we started off as friends and it just kept going we would talk every single day and they started falling for him and so that was fine we started we started we just started talking every single day and it was someone who I really fell for at the time. I mean, I was 15. What did I know? Right. And I can't like pinpoint the exact day that I realized or like the exact moment that I was like, Oh, that's, that's sketchy. You know what I mean? But I, but I know there was certain situations where he would be like, well, who are you sitting with at lunch? Because we were we didn't go to the same school. He, it was like a long distance thing. He lived six hours away and I lived here. And so he was like, oh, who do you sit with at lunch? Oh, like my girlfriends. Oh, okay, and there's no guys? No, what? And like, those were like the first little like... Warning wh- signs, yeah, right? Like, yeah, like, like why is it, like, why are those questions even like, why do they even matter? brought up mm-hmm. or asked, yes. Yeah, so that's when I first like was like, okay, well, this is weird. But then I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, it's fine because I grew up in a household where 
excuse me. I grew up in a household where it was like super machista, like not like saying my dad's like the bad side of it, but he's more on the side where you do cater to him. Everything he says goes, you know what I mean? That's kind that of traditional sort of marriage. Yeah, sort of, because standard. like my mom is still <laughs> still the boss's bitch, you yeah. know what I mean? But my dad has a lot of say and like my mom does do a lot of things for him. And so when I was dating these when I was dating at that age, I was just kind of like, well, this is how it's supposed to be. And so, like, like I'm saying, like, there's just like little warnings that I was like, I didn't catch until I was already out of the relationship that I wish I would have known back then. Like, that's not OK. Well, it's because I think a lot of them, they try to pass them off as like, I'm just trying to watch out for you. Like they do like, well, who is that guy? Who's your friend? How long have you known him? What are his intentions? Blah, blah, blah. But they do the the whole thing where like, well, I just won't want him to put you in a tough situation. I just don't want him to hit on you. I just don't want you to get hurt or yeah. him take advantage of you. And looking back, it's like they didn't really have those good intentions of, you know, protecting you or yeah. taking care of you. It was more of their interest and their interest was to kind of have that over you. And- yeah. And like it's kind of like a like a power game. Like they want to be in charge. They want to have that. And like I said, at the time I was 15, he was, he was older than me. So let's say if I was 15, he was 17, right? He, he was just so manipulative. And like I said, it, it's not every person is in that situation because the other person went through so much shit. Like, I feel like this kid just had it like wired in him to be so manipulative because like, like the, he would tell me the craziest fucking lies. And I, I would believe them because I was like, well, who who could lie about these things? I'm going to tell you the biggest fucking lie. Okay, so if you are from like the frontera, like if you're from the valley or like close to a border, like if you're a border town, you understand how scary it is to think about like Mexico. You know what I mean? What it's like to be like crossover and like go deeper into Mexico rather than just like... like Yeah, bo- Las Flores yeah, or like, Matamoros, like what's really... Yeah, like, Beyond. you know, yeah, like, you know, like, you can cross the border, but don't pass, like, certain block, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so, his family had family in Mexico, and um, there, that weekend, his family went to Mexico, and that weekend, he was supposed to come down and see me. So, the day that he's supposed to come, he doesn't text me, he doesn't call me, he stopped, doesn't reply anymore, and I'm like, what the heck, like, stops like no contact all like at all for the whole weekend and i'm like that's so weird i think at this time i'm probably like 17 already so he's like 19 he's already out of high school and i'm like this is so weird why doesn't like he like text me and then like monday comes around and i'm like hey like i'm still like like texting him like hey what's going on his fucking lie his fucking lie dude was, I'm so sorry. I got a message from someone telling me that they have my parents kidnapped. Fucking dead. Yeah, like, I can't. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, this is a fucking lie. Like, in my heart, I knew this was, like, an obvious There's fucking no lie. There's no freaking way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but then I was like, who fucking would lie about that? Like, who in their right mind would lie about that? So he has to be telling the truth. That's what I fucking thought, right? 
So I was like, okay, okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because who fucking lies about that? Like, only a fucking psychopath does that. And so then I was like, okay. Then, literally, like, two hours later, I, like, to ask him, oh, what are you going to do? He's like, oh, I'm going with my dad here. I'm like, what? With your dad? What? He's like, well, no, like, me and my brother. I'm like, what do you... Oh, okay like what happened to your dad yeah <laughs> do you exactly. have two dads what's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's when I was just like and like I was so like I was such a pendeja for not calling him out then and there like I just let it happen I just let it slide didn't bring it up again didn't even like be like he fucking lied to you like such a big ass fucking lie yeah. you know and I just left it and that was like one of the most like sketchy things that he ever like did like and i'm just like why would you believe that and that's another like you know ding warning sign is like they kind of push and see how how much they can get away with yeah and and what i'm saying is like they are manipulative like and i can't like i seriously can't get over that like okay so this was in high school okay let's fast forward to college because you were in college my situation was also in college like yes so i started off my my freshman year in college, my fresh, my first semester in college, I had to commute. So I didn't live in the college town. I had to commute about 45 minutes to get to college. And I was with him at that time. Um, he was also not living in the same town I was. So it was kind of a li- long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, it happened. We would have these little, I guess, like little emotional arguments that didn't have to get that emotional if that Mm. makes any sense like and like an argument because i fell asleep for three hours because that's what i do i fucking take naps for three hours that's my life like if you guys if you guys were here you would see my face just (laughs) like get something because it's like i understand it'd be like why didn't you text me and Mm -hmm. i was like well bitch i'm asleep dude like i slept i fucking you want an all-nighter you want to know how like in contact he needed to be with me if I didn't text him, I would receive emails from him. And I had to reply to one. I had to reply to at text. least. Yeah, yeah, at least. So like, like, that's how crazy it was. Like he would if you couldn't text me and I wouldn't answer his calls, he would have to fucking email me. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And it was like, well, I just when I would tell him, I'm like, why did you get so worked up about this? He'd be like, well, I just got worried or I just was freaking out. And then he would kind of do the whole like. Well, I was just freaking out because, you know, this and this has happened to me before. And, like, mm-hmm. I've been in this situation. I've been lied to, blah, blah. And I was like, well, by this point, you should know I like naps. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but at this point, you should know I like to go out and my phone dies. By this point, you should know that. So it's how been- would you react to that? Would you fall for it and be like, See, like, like I'm sorry? Or- I would feel bad. Because at the same time, like, I never thought they were a big deal. Like, I've always, like, my mom is a single mom. And I, although I stayed in very constant connection, I didn't have a very, like, uh, disciplined or over-disciplined household, if that makes sense. Like, I got to go out with my friends to the movies as long as I let my mom know. I got to go out to buy ice cream or I got, I got to sleep over at my friends in high school as long as I, my mom knew where I was. So I wasn't very used to answering to anyone mm-hmm. so whenever i felt like i was almost answering to him i was like this is weird this is not what i do this is not who i am and he would do the whole like well i'm just you know bringing it up because i don't like i'm worried or you know you could be lying and all these things and i'm just like 
for me, after that, I felt kind of bad because I, I kind of believed him. I kind of believed, like, well, maybe it's my fault. Like, maybe I'm being too, like, mm-hmm. inconsiderate and I'm not being, like, you know, having empathy towards him because of everything he's gone through, yeah. you know? And looking back, man, like, that's a huge warning sign. Yeah. Like, feeling guilt-tripped into being someone you're not or yeah. doing something you're <clears throat> not. Because now I don't answer to anybody. I let you know my boyfriend know where i'm going mm-hmm. my mom know where i'm yeah, going yeah but it's but not something that you have to do i don't feel like i have to do it it's or else like, it's hey. gonna turn into this huge fucking fight over a three-hour nap mm-hmm. and the fight's like four hours long yeah. like it doesn't make any sense no so like you said you lived in a household where everything was super lenient and everybody was super cool okay so my parents have always been like you got to tell me where you're at who you're with what like my parents have always been on top of me so that's fine i it's it's what i grew up with i don't see a problem with it but there was a point where I had to tell him who I was going with, where I was going with more often than my parents asked me. So that says a lot because my parents are if, like, you know me, Saiden. My yeah. mom calls me if I don't answer her one time. <laughs> we'll she be, keeps calling. We'll like, low-key be downtown. It's yeah, like, Ama, yeah. I got stuck on Saiden. Yeah, like, my mom will literally call me like oh it's like nine i'm like okay yeah i'm gonna be there in a bit and then she calls me like in another hour where are you and i'm like oh can i go like and then i have to ask for permission so that's that's what my parents are like that's what they're like so for this dude to have more control over me than my parents like says a lot like there was i was reading the my little journal that i wrote him and like you said you were you brought up the fights like they would be like small little fights over stupid shit right like over something that was insignificant like it didn't even mean anything it probably was something that you could have just like passing by and you could have fixed it with like hey i'm so sorry i was taking a nap i am so sorry i was eating with my mom and my phone died like exactly because it really is that insignificant there was a situation in um it in when i was at u of h when i was at the university of houston this is what I was over there in Houston when I was with him, you know, because he was from Houston. And so um, it's my first football game of my freshman year. I want to go. and my, my roommates are all inviting me. So I'm like, OK, so I get dressed. I wear shorts and I dress, I dress up. I wear shorts and I send him a picture. And I'm like, this is what I'm wearing. Like, I'm so excited or whatever. And he just starts cussing me out. Like, I remember he just starts telling me a bunch of shit, just texting me a bunch of shit. He's like, you, you look like a fucking slut. Why the fuck are you wearing shorts? What the fuck is wrong with you? You want to be single? Then you're fucking single. Like, and I was like, what? And so I was like, what are you talking about? So long story short, we ended up fighting and it wasn't even for like two, three hours. It was like that whole fucking night. The next day, I didn't even go to the fucking football game. The whole next day, um, we fought. He didn't want to talk to me. We were broken up. I put in quotation marks because, like, we always broke up. And then this is how, like, how, I guess, brainwashed I was. I started realizing, I started to think, like, this is my fault. Yeah, who do I think I am wearing these shorts? His thing was, like, you, you putting those shorts on makes me think you want to be single. You're acting single. And in my head, I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. And looking back now, I'm like, fuck that. And like, what is wrong with me? But like in that moment, you don't realize it because you think this person is doing it with good intentions. With good intentions because that's how they pass them as. They they say like, I just don't want you to get hurt. I just don't. I don't want some guy to like look at you and then he's going to like. Make a move. Yeah. Make you uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I didn't get the whole 
dressing and like I guess appearance mm-hmm. arguments until I moved to I moved to be closer to college. That's mm-hmm. when I was told like I, I joined a sorority. I was living in 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 college Sorry. now, you know, so like in my college town. So I was like within a block away. Like it was just like I was I was living a more college experience I guess you can say and it was fun and but at the same time it was like I wanted to do all these things and they weren't bad things like I'm looking back it's like I wanted to have a girls night out Mm -hmm. I wanted to wear cute things to the tailgate parties well why couldn't I Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing anything that is out of the ordinary like short shorts are short shorts we're in the fucking valley it's like 100 degrees almost every day like It shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. So like the like the biggest things didn't start happening until I went to college. Like, yeah, there was like little things like, well, just tell me where you're going, who you're going with. Like, you know, the, that happened in high school. OK, I understand. You know, you want to know where I'm at. It's Fine. passable. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Go, I let that pass. Whatever. It wasn't until college where I guess they realize, right, like they realize once they you kind of go into a different like environment, yeah, like a different yes. environment they realize like you know what like she has more access to other guys she has access to like other ideas you know that she didn't have before and so when i moved to houston i thought everything would be less of like crazy you know like he Mm -hmm. was like even before in high school he was like that i thought you know what i'm gonna be in houston i'm gonna be closer to him he's gonna feel a little bit more secure wasn't the case i couldn't i'm gonna give you my rules when i was at college couldn't talk to a guy in class, like no guy about anything. I couldn't wear shorts. Okay. I couldn't go out anywhere. I couldn't leave my dorm room without his permission. And if he didn't reply, that didn't mean I had permission. And so like, those were my rules and I'm, I broke them. Like, don't get me wrong. I broke them without letting him know, but I always, I was always scared about the consequences. Like, there's like one guy that I knew that I would, I was constantly breaking the rules cause I would constantly talk to him and I would go out to eat with him. Like we were friends. And so I would always, I was always just so scared that he was going to find out. So like, I would like delete his number when he would come over, you know, like when my boyfriend would come over. So like, it was just, it's just like a lot. And I feel like they get really insecure when you are put in a different environment and you have more access to other people. It's not even like guys or anything. It's just other people. Like, I couldn't join any organizations. I wasn't allowed to join a sorority or a club or anything. Yeah, so. it's because it's like, honestly, as harsh as it sounds now, but I think it's a very strong point that we have to make. It's because knowledge is their enemy. Because then there's going to be a friend out there that's going to help you realize that what they're doing is not right. Mm-hmm. They're gonna they're, they're afraid that there's going to be a friend there or a guy or anybody or a professor for all I know that's going to real like make you realize that what they're doing and the way they're controlling you is not right. And so they try to avoid that connection between you and anybody else that's going to see right through them and it's going to see what what they're doing to you, you know? Yeah. And you know, I I think that that's very like one of the key things that they do is like they restrict you from communication because they know like it's they know the mm-hmm. moment you start realizing it it's it's their end game like did you'll you, realize did that. you ever tell any of your friends about it 
I did. I did. Um, I'm no, I haven't kept up with this person for a while, but she was the one who kind of told me in the beginning, like, I went to school with her um, up until middle school, and then she kind of moved out, like, moved away, and then we kind of met each other in college again, and uh, she was like, hey, I really don't like that he gets mad at you over, you know, just really petty things, like, why do you have to call him during your lunch break? Why do you have to, you know, like, tell him what you're wearing? He's like, what's the big deal? And, you know, she kind of, like, made a really big point back then that was, like, well, he already knew you were like this. Mm-hmm. He already knew you were, you know, a little crazy, a little wild, a little outgoing. He already knew that. And he he claimed he liked that about you. So now why is he, why is he mad that, you joined a sorority and you joined two other organizations and you're thinking of trying out for the dance team. Like, why is he mad about that now? Yeah. If he claimed that he loved how outgoing you were Mm -hmm. and he loved all of these things about you. And, you know, like, I should have listened. I think, you know, like, sometimes you kind of fight yourself and try to tell yourself, like, you're kind of angry at yourself, like, because you should have listened. And I think that was one of the biggest things, like, he would always be like, oh, we have the same, you know, taste in music. We have the same this and that. But it really wasn't true because in, if that were the case, he'd be okay with me having a girls' night out. He'd be okay with me being involved on campus. Um, he'd be okay with me taking 18 hours because he even threw that in my face once. That He was like, all you do is, like, ignore me. And I'm like, I'm taking fucking 18 hours of school. Like, yeah. I can't have my phone out when I'm studying. I can't have my phone out while I'm in a group session. And you, I remember what you said about boys and, like, how you couldn't talk to a single boy in class. He got so mad because he saw the roster of the people who were in my group. Mm-hmm. And there was three guys. And I was okay. like, I don't have a choice on who the professor pairs me up with. Yeah. He kind of just draws some names, puts you in a group, and ni modo. Like, yeah. I was, it was me and another girl and three other guys. It was just like, why is that on me? Mm-hmm. Why is them being on my group and somehow I, I he managed to make me feel guilty about that but it was kind of like I had no power over that the professor was like here I made these groups go with your group pick a topic it was it was not my fault like it like now you know like before I had to kind of reassure myself but I feel like now like I can laugh at it or laugh at the situation a little bit because like how did I get myself in a situation like that but I know even like a year or two ago, like I broke up with him 2012, 2013. It's 2018 right now. You know what I mean? It's been five years. I barely started. I was, I'm barely able to like laugh about it now, you know, because I feel, I feel like I was robbed of stuff, you know, like of experiences of like, I didn't get to do a lot of things because of him. And it was, because it was literally because of him. He had these intentions to take those things away from me, you know? I couldn't meet other friends. I couldn't meet people. I couldn't go out and enjoy and experience these experience your, yeah. your youth, I guess you can say. Yeah. Like your, your first college years. Yeah, so it, 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 like it's just a lot. And I feel like had I known back then, or like, like I talked to my friends, right? I would talk to, I would tell them, just enough for them to let it pass. You know what I mean? Like let his actions pass because I, at first I would tell them everything and then they would like get after me. 
And me to protect him, you know what? I'm not going to tell him this or I'm not going to tell him everything. So you I started made excuses. Yeah, for him. I did. Like, yeah. well, it's OK. Like he didn't mean it yeah. that way. Like, yeah, he yelled at me like in public, but he didn't mean to. Or yeah, yeah. we got in this ugly fighting. He called me these really big, big names. But you know what? I kind of started the fight or I, I, yeah. I provoked that. I'm yeah. the one who made him angry. I, I should have known better. And you kind of put that blame on yourself. Yeah, it, it, that's, that's so true. And I remember like there was like my, my best friend, Alicia, she's been on the, she's been on the podcast and she's been here and like, she's been through everything. And she was with me through that relationship. And I remember her telling me like, he's not, like, don't let him talk to you like that or don't let him do this. But I would hear her. I just wouldn't listen. Like, you know, like, yeah. like I knew what you, she was telling me. I just, quote unquote, like loved him too much. Like, you know, like for her to tell me what, like what he was doing was wrong. It's like, no, like I'm the same way. But I was never the same way. No. And he made me feel like, because my little, my little sister in my sorority, huge, like huge shout out for her for being so patient with me. And I love her to death. I lived with her for three years like she's she's my ride or die I love her and I remember kind of I don't know like her telling me like hey just letting you know like he shouldn't be doing that Mm -hmm. hey just letting you know he shouldn't be doing that and I was convinced that I was just too difficult for anybody else to like handle me or deal with me or like love me he convinced me that I was a, a mess or I was a case and I was a really hard person to love or a hard person to handle because he's like you're too crazy you're too impulsive you're you're too headstrong you're you're just too this too that too much and I was too much you know like I was too much and then I was not enough at the same time for him and it was always this constant battle of like okay what's going to be too much what's going to put me over the edge and he's going to get upset or what am I not doing enough of that's going to get him upset as well like Mm -hmm. it just you know like it was never we were never at the right level like I was never okay you you weren't just like the perfect person for him like yeah for him to like you didn't settle down enough for him basically yeah exactly (sighs) yeah like I wish like I wish I would have listened but I like now looking back I I always knew it wasn't it wasn't right I always knew I always had these like moments where I was like I shouldn't be with him or I shouldn't be dating him but then I'd be like, but I love him or like, I do want to be with him. Or what about all the things we, we planned together? You know, we planned on being married and, and having this dog and like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it was a per, like a picture perfect idea. Like, you know what I mean? It was a good idea. Like it, it was a beautiful idea, but it wasn't right. Like he's not the person I needed to be with. He's not the person I should have ever been with. So Like, when did you start realizing, like, I need to get out of this situation? I think that we broke up in January and I was going through a really, really tough situation with my with my family. Why did you guys break up? So he broke up with me, actually, which is probably the nicest thing he's ever done to me. Honestly, he broke up with me during those during those two years that you were together. Did you guys ever break up like, oh, yeah, like. Okay. All the freaking time. He would break up with me because, oh my goodness, there was one situation where um, we were doing, my one of my friends was doing a party and I was like, 
oh, I'm going to this party and you know the people who I'm going with. So like, what's the big deal? And it was an ABC party, which is an anything but but clothes party. (laughs) Mind you, I was going wrapped in a freaking Dallas Cowboys flag. I had clothes (laughs) under. I was literally just going to wrap like the flag around my dress and like I was good to go. And he flipped out like he flipped out. He broke up with me. He wouldn't talk to me for like the entire weekend. I didn't even freaking go to the party because I was feeling so guilty. I was like, why? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, God, I should have gone to that party. Honestly, mm-hmm. if, if I had gone to that party, we would have remained broken up. And honestly, I would have saved myself so much of the heartache. But when he broke up with me, I was going through a really difficult time because my mother was sick. And he broke up with me because I, I told him, I was like, you're going to have to back off. You're going to have to back off because I have to take care of my mom right now. Mm-hmm. I have to take the reins of my family. And I just can't be always there. When, mm-hmm. The way you're going to need me, I can't always be there. And he was very traditional when it came to like our future of like having a home and having kids and he wanted it at a very young age too he wanted that by like 23 24 25 I on the other hand my mom didn't marry until she was like 26 27 I wanted that I didn't want to get married until after I had my bachelor's and you know I I let go of a lot of myself and I lost myself a lot in that process but I never let go I'm proud of myself that I never let go of my dreams yeah I'm proud of myself that I never accepted Telling him, yeah, I'll marry you at 24. Because I always tell him, like, no, I can't, I can't do that. I think, you know, like, like as I can't. As you're telling your story, like, I think, like, I admire you because I feel like even though you were in this situation, you never let yourself go. Does that make sense? Like, you mm-hmm. never let who you were go. Like, I feel like I lost myself. I lost who I was. I lost, like, if you, like, now you know me, you know me. You know who I am alone. And I love you. Yeah. And, and I love you. <laughs> and so I'm like this crazy, like outgoing person. I love to talk to people. I love getting to know people. Had you met me when I was with him, I didn't leave my dorm room. I didn't talk to anybody. I wouldn't get on social media because what am I going to put on social media? Because like I can't be posting pictures of myself. Um, I can't talk to friends. I can't have like, fr- like a, I can't have a night out with my friends because like he needs to know who I'm with, where I'm at. He needs to be there. So when we broke up, he also broke up with me. When we broke up, I changed. Like I went from like, like this lost little girl to like, bam, like here's Carlo. Like, you know, and he broke up with me because I've always, I've always been flirty. It's who I am. I, I flirt. It, it's not like something intentional. It's just my, it's my personality. So I had a lot of guy friends from back home and I would text them and their text messages came up and I was at his place and I knocked out, like I fell asleep. He went through my phone. He went through my phone, saw all of these messages with these guys, screenshotted them and sent it to himself. And so the next morning, didn't say anything to me. Like the next morning as I got ready for class, he didn't say anything to me. I got dressed, got in the car. And I remember the only reason I texted him as soon as like I got in my car was because I couldn't turn on the, like I I didn't know how to turn on the heater for my car to get the wipers like cleared up Mm -hmm. because it was like a cold night out. It was a cold morning. And so I'm like going to text him 
And I see all the messages, like all the screenshots he sent himself from my phone. And I'm like, and I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> and I was like, why would he? So I call him and he's like, what? And I try like to like ignore and I explain to him what's going on. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, do this and this and this. And I'm like, okay. I was like, wait, before you hang up, I was like, why didn't you tell me anything? I was like, you obviously are bothered by something. Why didn't you tell me? Like, why aren't you talking to me about the screenshots you are sending? And he's like, because I don't want to fucking talk to a puta. And hangs up on me. And I'm just like, okay. So I'm like, what's going on? So I'm like texting him. I like drive back to his house and he's gone. And he's like not at his place anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's like six in the morning. Where the fuck are you going? You know? Because my school was like an hour drive away. So I had to like, so I'm like, what the heck? So I call him and he's like, what? Like, He's like, you're talking to all these guys. I'm going to go to all the girls that I fucked a while while I was with you. So I was like, what? So like, that was like our big breakup. That's like, that's what broke the us. The definitive. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it's technically like because of me, but he broke up with me. You know what I mean? Like he, if had he had never known, like, I don't even know if I would be with him right now. I probably would still be with him, you know? And what eventually made me like stay away is because he kept telling me like, oh, you know what? Like I cheated on you. And I'm like, you cheated on me? Like I like did everything, you know? So I was yeah. like, why am I, why am I crying over somebody? Why am I constantly begging someone to stay with me when they're with other people? So, so I really like, it, it just stuck in my head and like on the drive over there, I was crying because like I wanted to be with him. Like I was still like hurt and I would, I, and I was still even though I knew I shouldn't be with him and this should have, this should be like the last straw. I was still asking him to get back with me. Like yeah, I was yeah, still, it like, makes sense. Cause like you, you get used to knowing something so much. And like, I think that goes back to like, well, maybe he didn't hit you, mm -hmm. but because he would yell at me. Yeah. Horrible things. He would cuss yeah. me out. He would corner me. Like when we would be yelling, he would corner me on the corner of my living room and like just yell in my face. He's the reason I did not get my security deposit back on one of my apartments because he punched a hole in my wall. Girl. Like. No, art. Uh. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the reason. He is the reason why I lost all my fucking savings. Like my savings. I had maybe like $3,000 and I gave it all to him. And to this day, I have yet to see a penny back. You know what I mean? So like there's so much crap that I went through and I'm glad that I got out of it. And I, and I, like, eventually it was because of me, like, I was like, I'm done with this because I think maybe a week and a half later, he like calls me begging me to like get back with him. And I was like, no, like I deserve so much better. And he had the audacity to tell me like, you are never going to find someone better than me. Like I am the best you will ever have. Like, who do you think you are? And I'm just like, Okay, well, I would love to find out if you are the best I ever had. Like, let me see. Like, maybe I can go and find someone better. Uh, have yet to. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. But I'm just. But you found. I found. A better you. No, I found, found better guys. Yeah. Guys are like, he's a shitty person. They're, like, you don't have to be that much better of a person to be better than him. You know what I mean? But I found guys. Yeah, like, he set the par pretty low. Yeah. So, so it's it like, doesn't even, yeah. you know. But I found who I was. Like, after that, I finally found who I am. I'm, I'm proud of, like, where, how far I've gone. Like, you know what I mean? So from all of this, like, what do you take from it, I guess? Because I feel like no matter what situation you go through, good or bad, there's, like, 
a moral. There's a lesson. The best. Yeah. What what you get out of it, I think, is you reinforce yourself. And you learn how to really stand your ground after that. Because, you know, I let go of so much. You know, he would hide some of my shorts and some of my shirts that he didn't like me wearing or didn't, you know, quote unquote, approve of me wearing. And you know what? At the end of the day, that shit that I bought, shit that I bought with my college money or my money for my job that I was doing to work for college, like to work for school, you know, like at the end of the day, he was very insensitive. Mm -hmm. And I thought he wasn't. I thought he was complete opposite. But you look back and, you know, getting mad at me for not texting him because I'm studying, getting mad at him getting mad at me for, you know, wearing a dress, getting mad at me for these things, like, that wasn't fair. Yeah. I'm not a bad person, and it really reinforced that. Just because I love to wear makeup, that doesn't make me a bad girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Just because I like to wear cute things, dude, I run, okay? Like, I worked hard for these legs. Like, yeah. I'm going to wear something cute, and if I want to wear short shorts, so be it. And, you know, like, you learn to appreciate yourself. I remember after that relationship, I got in. I got in fucking shape. Like, Mm -hmm. I started working on myself, working on myself. And I became a better person. And honestly, this is going to sound so bad, but, like, my grades got better. Yeah. You know? My health got better. I got better as a person. Because I'll be damned if I let anybody talk to me the way he used to talk to me. I will be damned if anybody ever shuts a door in my face, ever calls me a slut, anybody ever calls me a bitch. Like, I will not take anything of that anything short of that and you know what like you said like they set the bar pretty low because I want you know I'm still searching for like another degree I still want to improve I you know I want to do a lot of things and like there are things that he just didn't make the cut for yeah he was just not the type of person who was very goal-oriented or smart yeah (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't very smart so he wasn't going to reach his potential the way (laughs) not to to be conceited but the way I I reached my potential you know and it's okay to admit that it's it's okay to learn that about yourself yeah because you know you find somebody that matches that yeah and you find your friends that match that you know that will tell you you know what you didn't have to marry at 24 to be happy Mm -hmm. now you get to do whatever the fuck you want yeah to be happy yeah I feel like I went through that and coming out of it, I found who I was, what I deserved, you know, and I also don't let anybody talk to me like that ever again. Like nobody like like now I, that's why I like preach, like do whatever you whatever makes you happy, because during those four years, I was not happy. I thought I was, but now I'm happy. You know, like maybe I don't have the relation like I don't have a relationship. I'm not dating someone, but I'm fucking happy the way I am like. No one can take that away from me. And little did I know, like, I only let him take that from me. You know what I mean? So no one is 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 ever going to be able to take this happiness away from me. So I love, you know what? It's, I went through a, sh- a shitty situation, but I came out of it and I learned a lot. I learned who I was. I learned what I don't want in someone, you know? Yes, yeah. You learned that there is such thing as deal breakers. You don't have to... Help someone through what they want. Honestly, like if they are just don't cut it, they don't cut it. They are such thing as deal breakers and you shouldn't try to like, like, have you ever seen that? Like, what is it like a tweet 
or whatever where they're saying like oh guys expect us to be there through like their like low points but like why do we have to already be have our shit together like why do women have to have their shit together too and why don't guys help us get to our potential you know what i mean everybody wants a boss bitch nobody wants to like create or like help help one yeah or even handle one if that makes any sense nobody wants to there's very insecure guys that cover it up as like oh well like I don't know, like you're being selfish, but it's like, no, like maybe I do only want to work on my career and I don't want to have kids right now and I don't want to get married. And they use that against you as like, that's not right and that's not good. But you know what? Like it takes a lot for a man to be secure enough and like, you know, secure enough and have the self-confidence to handle a woman like us who are very like goal oriented and straightforward. At the end of the day, they were very insecure because me and you... Or a whole lot of women. <laughs> we're, we're very strong, independent women. Like, um, like I know, like, God forbid, right? But, like, let's say you were single and you weren't with Danny. I know you would be just fine. You know what I mean? But you're just fine as well with him, you know? Like, you guys help complement each other. And so I feel like that's what you need in a relationship. You don't need someone to be like on top or like nah. <laughs> sometimes you do but not in the like not power wise not literally <laughs> on top <laughs> oh no but you know what i mean like i think you need to compliment each other and that's like that's like that's what you should take from this like if you are in a situation like this you re- need to realize that it's a toxic situation like your girlfriend or boy like your girlfriend like girls can do this too you know what i mean they friends can, can do this too yeah yeah friends can too friends really oh, can do that's this. that's gonna be a whole different podcast yeah, I, I got one part of those too yeah <laughs> but if you have someone in your life that is constantly putting you down putting negativity in your life and making you doubt yourself you don't need that you know so like take it like just think about it like yeah maybe they don't put their hands on you but it's still they're still hurting you you know so like what would you want to tell someone in this situation mainly it's not your fault stop blaming yourself for his actions and if you're already out of that relationship it's not your fault that you went through it it's not because you were too weak it's not because you weren't dumb you're too dumb to notice what he was doing you know I dealt with a lot of that after we broke up I dealt with a lot of anger because I was like I was raised by two strong women like how fucking dare I like dishonor that like how dare I like everything my grandmother told me like how dare I like not live up to that I was let a man do that to me yeah Yeah. I was angry at myself because I was like how did you put yourself in this situation like I've constantly said like my dad has always told me like no te dejes de ningún pendejo. Like, don't ever let some... Ningún cabrón te va a mantener. Like, don't let some guy... Like, I, I... I Like, to this day, I'm just like, how did you get yourself in a situation like this? Like, It how? doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Like, who you are as a person and just naturally your personality and, like, just you, your aesthetic. I don't yeah. know how to explain. Like, it doesn't match somebody who would be that submissive or mm-hmm. that controlled, but... It's not your fault. You know, yeah. it, it didn't start off. They didn't automatically start yelling at you. Yeah. You know, they didn't automatically start telling you what to wear. It's like a it, process. It led to that. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, yeah. And something I want to let, if, if you're going through a situation or if you just got out of it, I need, I need everybody to realize that 
an emotionally abusive relationship is just as bad and just as traumatic as a like like abusive relationship like a physically abusive relationship like it still tortures you mentally it still hurts you like maybe like the whole like sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me like that's bullshit like words fucking hurt yeah words the worst thing is like you know what bruises will heal but those words or those feelings after that happens they they stay with you and sometimes you know a lot of the reason why i'm so safeguarded now and i had to work when i started this relationship i had to work on not being so defensive was because of that was because i was in this like fight or flight mode of like mm-hmm. i have to fight back i have to defend myself yeah you know and i realized slowly but surely like hey you don't always have to be that way you don't always have yeah. to be defensive so like i know the relationship as soon as i like the relationship after that one i was very like i was the one that was like don't touch me like that don't talk to me like that don't do this because i was so afraid of going back into that situation but i would also find myself going like still doing the little things that i was like quote unquote taught conditioned yeah, to do yeah because yes. i'd be like hey can i go with my friends and he'd be like why are you asking me like well how am i supposed to go you know <laughs> like i was still conditioned to do that like like you said like i was i was taught to do that all those four years like there were so many things that i had to un- like undo like like my, my it was it's just it's a lot and just like understand that people go through this and it's okay it doesn't make you weak it doesn't make you less of a person but you need to find yourself you need to find a way to out of it because it's not good for you and it can easily you know it can go as an emotional abusive relationship for years and don't think that that's where it's gonna end yeah. it can get physical and i think that get out while you can yeah and as hard as that sounds as harsh as it sounds even if you're listening to this right now like this is your wake-up call even you know, if you're like, yeah like if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking like well my significant other does this or whatever that should kind of just raise a red flag and just be like okay i need to evaluate this relationship maybe this is the relationship they're talking about and this is how I'm going to get into it. I need to get out, you know? Yeah, and it's not your responsibility. You're not his mama. It's not your responsibility to fix him or whatever insecurities he has or yeah. issues he has. Yeah, and like your past, like your the things you've gone to, been to, been through together is not enough for like a future of just like mental torture or even later on physical abuse, you know? Like, your past is not worth that. You know what I mean? Like No, your past and is- honestly, like, as much as you want to try to convince yourself, like, it'll eventually get better with that person. I like it sounds so, like, definitive, but, like, it's not. Like, yeah. it never really does yeah. fix itself. Yeah. It does I, I truly do believe that, like, I don't think guys change. Like, even now, sometimes, like, he'll pop up on my Facebook of, like, people we may know, like, I may know, whatever. And I, like, I see him and he has someone and I'm just, like, I wonder if you ever changed. I was like, because if not, like, I'm so sorry for her because she's probably going through the same shit and I, can't, I couldn't save her from it. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. Because, like, if I was to ever find out that he was just as bad to her as he was to me, I'd be like, I didn't fucking help her. You know, because now I feel like I should have said something to someone, you know, mm-hmm. that's someone that knows him, you know, because like now everybody that knows him because i don't really talk to his friends like 
they're never going to know what a shitty person he is, you know? Or what happens behind closed doors. Exactly. For all you know, they think, like, you were the mean one or you were the yeah. bad guy. And like, I know my friends and everybody who follows me on, like, Lipstick and Vodka, like, know my side, know my truth. Mm-hmm. And I just will never know what he has to say, you know? So I don't I don't know. That, that's our story. We're running out of time, but... <laughs> Um, Saida, thank you for coming and talking about this. I know. I mean, for me, it's difficult. I'm sure it's difficult for you as well. Yeah, I think it, it's been a little bit, I guess, easier yeah. to accept throughout the years. But had you asked me to do this like a year after that relationship, I probably would be like crying by yeah. now, you know, or like. I feel like for me, it's um, it's still hard to talk about. I'm not going to cry about it or anything, but it's hard for me to talk about because I still can't believe I was in, I, I let myself be there. You know, I didn't, I can't believe I was that person. So that's why it's difficult for me. Um, because I feel like, I feel like I feel dumb for it. Like, you know, but I also know I shouldn't feel that way. And that's something I'm still working on, Yeah, you know? It like there's no amount of time that you're like okay by by like two years by three months like it's over like I'll be over it like no like yeah, I have do been... have those reflexes even now like shout out to the editor <laughs> <laughs> because there's moments where I apologize like for very weirdly insignificant things like the other day I was like hey for our next date I want to go have pasta and he'll be like okay. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry if I was too harsh or like yeah. if I was like, you know, like I'll overthink things and I'll apologize or I'll flinch funny, you know, like yeah. these are just reflexes that it's nobody's fault, you know, like it's yeah. not my fault that I still have these reflexes or these emotions. So it's a process. It's yeah. a process. But once you're out of that, like I promise you, like it will get better. Yeah. It will definitely. get so much better. So you guys can get through this. Um, if you guys do even want to like share your story or talk to me or talk to Saida, you can always go ahead and reach out at least to me through my, through DMing me or emailing me. Um, the links will be in the description, but um, don't be afraid to talk to someone about it. Okay, guys. So I will talk to you guys next week, but thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.